In a nation divided by red and blue, we at Core Values want to lead from the front. We want to bring both sides together and help create a unified purple nation. Everybody, so we're doing our highlighting the military spouse uh, spotlight. So, so we're going to be going live with Michelle with the Waiting Warriors, and we're going to really get into just how she's able to help other military spouses. Michelle, could you kind of introduce yourself to the audience? How long have you been married, and then what's kind of your field of expertise? So I have been married ten years, and my husband joined the army. He enlisted like a few months after got married um oh, wow. yeah so it's been 10 years we've got four kids um mm. four here on earth and then a baby boy in heaven and my area of expertise currently just talking a lot about reintegration because mm -hmm. after 10 years of being in the military having more separations than I can count anymore. Nobody was talking about reintegration. Everybody was talking about how hard it is and how like you go to the unit briefs and it's like, hey, here are all the counseling options. Um, we're army. So it's like, there's ACS and the finances. If you're fighting about finances and here's the chaplain and here's the um, counseling options, they're coming home. Good luck. It's going to be hard. <laughs> okay. There's got to be something that we can actually do in between like hey everything's perfect which nobody has that experience and you got to go to counseling type thing i for some reason your username the waiting warriors i mean it it just is so fitting because mm -hmm. first off the military prides itself on hurrying up and waiting yes and when the military spouse is at home while the spouse is deployed they are currently waiting for the return of their you know service member um, so it's a, a perfect name. And I think it's really key to start acknowledging that everything isn't rainbows and butterflies. Mm -hmm. You know, you could have the strongest relationship, but a deployment tests you in a way that you can't be prepared for. Um, yeah. What are some of the biggest hurdles that you found um, that you would face once a deployment, would, once you had to deal with another deployment? Um. So one of the biggest struggles that we have had and that I talk to a lot of military spouses about mm. is they feel totally disconnected. So mm. Keep your relationship alive while they're on the other side of the world or mm. even just like we, we don't have a ton of super long deployments anymore, but we have, you know, there's so many people who are like a month in a yep. month type thing. And so it's like, how do you keep a relationship alive when everything, all of the advice online for civilians is like, have conversations and go on date nights and yep. snuggle up to your favorite movie. It's like, well, I could snuggle up to the iPad, I guess, but like, you know, it's just not the same. So mm. how to stay connected to my husband has made a world of difference for both mm -hmm for our kids. Um, the other, probably the biggest thing is just learning how to solo parent. Mm -hmm. 
in a way that's healthy for me because it's really easy. Um, military spouses are notorious at becoming martyrs and mm. on the world because that's, that's literally the messages that we have been receiving for like decades. And um, it's very subtle, but it really impacts us. So it's mm. learning, learning how to solo parent, but still, take care of myself so I'm still healthy for everybody else instead of breaking apart right like the mm -hmm. whole goal for the waiting warriors community is to get to retirement and to not be resentful and to not be bitter and mm. those are that are surprisingly difficult in the military yeah. community um we love our service members and we love our country but we still have to like be humans right mm-hmm well, you have to take care of your your body. You have to take care of your mind. Um, yeah. Oh, Kendall, you hey hey, Kendall. Just want to acknowledge you that you're seen. <laughs> um, no, but I think one of the biggest things with our, our ourselves is um, recognizing that you're you're starting to get irritated. Because um, mm -hmm. one of the things is is you there. It's not just you know a paradigm shift one day. It's not just a drastic change. It's a slow, steady build. Mm -hmm. It's uh, a series of events that eventually turn into this catastrophic plateau. Um, and, you know, you have to be able to mitigate those beginning steps. And when you start getting irritated, you communicate it. Because if you don't, then it's just going to fester and build. And then it becomes this atomic blast. And it mm -hmm. blows everything up. Um, one of the biggest things that I've seen with uh, military uh, couples have, well, one, it's there's a lot of financial security in it, but mm -hmm. dealing with finances is a whole big thing when it comes to having somebody deployed and then dealing with it at home. Um, yeah. What has your experience been with finances and budgeting? And then what are some things that you've learned that have helped you manage those types of, you know, circumstances? Yeah. So, um, this is kind of a funny topic to me. I I can't help but chuckle. So my husband is actually a chaplain. And so as oh, wow. the, he hears a lot of stories mm -hmm. and um, the, those very st stereotypical stories of like, she ran out on me and took all my yeah. money. And that does not take away from the trust that we have in our relationship, but mm -hmm. it's almost like hyper vigilant on how we are handling things and how we are communicating things because we want so badly to like, just stay so far away from that. Right. Like yeah. if, like if here, we don't want to do anything that like puts us close to the line because deployment is kind of a fragile time for your relationship because mm -hmm because communication is so hard and there's so many nuances in communication that happen in person that you can't get during a deployment. So it's really easy to get confused and to have conflict turn into contention. So mm, yeah. we are, we're hyper vigilant of like, I am not going to do anything that could be remotely shady and draw concern to him because I know he's sensitive to it simply mm. for the fact that he is seeing his friends go through it right yeah that's that takes me i have to 
take the humility pill and remember that that is not a judgment on me. That's just mm. he's going. Um, but for him, he needs to take trust in the fact that even though normally when he's home, he's the one that is like checking the bank account every three days to make sure we mm -hmm. didn't have a fraud, um, identity theft or whatever, you know, which sounds excessive, but it actually has saved our butts a number of times already. Um, and he it happens just, very frequently, especially in the military. Yeah, it, it's really a big deal. So like, yeah, we have so many stories on that. But what? he needs to trust me, and I need to be trustworthy. Kind of I wanted I wanted to ask, like, spending habits. Like, do mm -hmm. your spending habits change when your, you know, significant other's gone? And does uh, it change when they come back? Yeah, yeah, they do. Because my priorities and my needs change. So, Ooh. I mean... A lot of people think about it as like, okay, well, you have more money during deployment because there's all the different extra benefits. I try to spend the same amount of money, mm. um, but just realize that my needs and my priorities are different because now, like, I, I don't normally take the kids out to McDonald's because when he's gone and I'm solo parenting, I do want to do that because mm. how I'm going to survive and stay healthy. I'm going to get them some light chicken nuggets and I'm going to eat something nice, you know? Um, but I think it's really important and super helpful if you can get budget savvy when they're not deployed. Um, mm. But then you same page on what your priorities are and what your goals are. And it makes a huge difference when you have a goal, like in a common mm -hmm. group, both agree. I, I absolutely agree with that. Once you're common, you have a common mind, common goal, mm -hmm. then it, you guys are on the same team. You're like, look, we're trying to do this. So don't worry about, you know, what's going on over here. We're both, trying to achieve this together um i wanted to just see just you know being a mother of four um it, it's i don't know i would just if i was to put myself in that position if my significant other was gone i would feel you know i may spend more money while they're gone because i might be overwhelmed with the situation and just eat out all the time or mm -hmm. i might just you know i'll pay somebody to clean my house or or, you know, it's just, it, it, I would feel that there's just so much stress when you don't have, you know, a team together, you know, when it's just you all, everything's weighted on your shoulders. Uh, could you kind of speak on that? Does that happen? Or if doesn't, then how, how do you manage it? So you don't get overwhelmed um, with just daily tasks. So you sp keep spending money. Yeah. So I am an oddball in this subject. I grew up in a family of eight wow. and. Um, so, and my parents were from humble beginnings. So I was taught to be money conscious. So like not grow up getting pizza. I still have never been able to like have a pizza delivered to my house for some reason. It just like, <laughs> I just need to go and pick it up myself instead of paying the delivery fee. I just, that is a hurdle that I have yet to overcome even though I'm 30 years old, but <laughs> I, I just tried to hold on to that mentality of like, what are our goals and yeah. what is worth not making those goals? 
Mm. So I would rather buy a whole bunch of chicken nuggets when they're on sale at Costco, even though I, my husband's not leaving for like a month because yep. I know that when that needs to happen. So for mm. me, very helpful to one for us to have those common financial goals that we are both very invested in. And mm -hmm. then also to have done research and learned how to cook and feed my children in a like, like I can feed all four kids for $5 or I can go to McDonald's. 30, 40, 50. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know how much. On an easy day. Very often. Um, but yeah, it, like I know Chick-fil-A is $34 every time our family goes. Mm. <laughs> or I can like, my kids are just as happy with those dinosaur chicken nuggets from Costco. And then Chick-fil-A sells the sauce, right? Like go buy the sauce. So Mom like, hacks. Yeah. But again, I probably do spend more during a deployment because I know mm. I have, I need time off. So yep. There's just give and take, and it does take discipline. It does take um, self-awareness, but it also, I, mm -hmm. I have yet to meet somebody who has spent a ton of money and it actually was the coping and the processing that they needed. Mm. As a, like a, ver a, a numbing and a surface level fix. It's like a materialistic, you know, dopamine hit. Yeah, yeah. which like, uh, you know, retail therapy is a very real thing. Mm -hmm. I I have been through so much as a military spouse. I very quickly that surface level fixes were not going to be helpful long term. Again, yeah. my goal is not to just be in survival mode. I want to be thriving and I want to get to retirement being like happy and grateful that we did this not like well i had to just like scrape by and do whatever i had to you know no i i think it's it's almost like you have control over the situation when you're thriving because then you can make choices when you're you have no control over it or you feel like you're surviving you don't have any choice you're just kind of doing whatever is presenting itself or what's available at the time yeah. um you need to that old mind shift, but it's really important because as military spouses, like we are literally constantly told like we have zero control, right? Like mm -hmm. no control over our, our spouses and where they go or when they go, we have no control of where we live and all like the list can be forever long, but I have complete control over how I react. And that seems like yes. so you start working on that you see how big of a difference that is. It's huge. It's, it, 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 you go from mentally unhealthy to me mentally healthy. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you, being a mother of four, how are you, you know, relaying this information to your kids? How are they, how are you allowing them to process, you know, daddy's going to be gone or, you know, you're, you're going to have to deal with these things on your own. Um, what type of parenting, you know, critiques do you have? when it comes to that? Um, so we are really big fans of having the mentality that like military kids are not just inherently resilient because mm. 
are and what they go through, they're resilient when they're given tools and taught, right? So true. It's not, um, we try really hard to be very transparent with them. Um, we, I mean, my oldest is only nine, so she has mm. not clicked that like daddy could be in danger. So we, we haven't had those conversations yet. Yeah. But he's going to leave the possibilities of him leaving, what that is going to look like. We have um, a map. Mm. If we have like the United States map for all the times he goes TBY and we PCS everywhere. But like if we need to pull out the world map, we'll pull out the world map. Mm -hmm. So this is where we are. Daddy is all the way over here, like to kind of connect on all the different like learning styles, right? Like visual, mm -hmm. verbal and all that kind of stuff. But then also just letting them ask any question that they have. And one, like not only being open to those conversations, which can be hard because you have kids and they come up with a million questions mm. every day, right? Like the amount of times that I hear the word mom is, I, you know, I should count one of these days. Um, but we try to be very intentional of letting them ask all the questions. Um, mm. Also, them multiple opportunities to do that and to them space okay. to both ask questions, but also ask them how they are feeling about it. Um, we're trying to raise very emotionally intelligent children and go through emotional mm. coaching. Many good books on that. Um, but just teaching our kids that to feel is to be human and is good. Mm. There, like, there's no actual negative emotion. It's just an emotion and we can act on it in a good or bad thing. So if they are angry that dad, I understand, mm -hmm. but we're not like punch our sister because we're angry, you know? Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna talk to mom and dad about how we feel and then we're mm -hmm. gonna find solutions to stay connected to because that's what they're actually worried about, right? Yes, Show, let them be able to express emotion in a healthy way. Um, yeah. Yeah. Without hurting other people. Yeah. Sometimes that means yelling. And it means mm -hmm. like even what one of our daughters for a deployment. I can't I think it was while he was deployed. Again, there have been so many times where my husband has been gone. But her mm -hmm. was at elementary school and she was just such a pain in the butt all morning trying to get her ready for school. And as I was walking her in, cause I had to walk her in because we were late because of mm -hmm. everything. She just started screaming bloody. Mm. And wow. like seven, like it, this wasn't a three-year-old or something. Mm. Um, but in talking to her and we brought in the NFLAC, the family mm. life, counselor that a lot of military schools or near military bases have yeah. we brought walked and we just we had her scream out loud a few times because she said that she was angry and she was upset and oh. letting her do those things and feel the just made a really big difference i think it's really key that 
you know, we, we put it all this pressure on kids to hold in their feelings, to not mm -hmm. express themselves the way that they want to. Uh, when they're in school, they have to obey the rules. They have to listen. They can't be talking. They have to sit still. Um, it's not natural for our bodies to be sitting still. That's not <laughs> natural. Our bodies are meant to move. That's why when we get older, we tell each other, you have to keep working out. You have to keep moving. Yeah. Um, you don't have to tell kids to keep moving. They, you have to tell them to stop moving. Um, but it's, it's so key because it, there's an emotional attachment to expressing yourself. Mm -hmm. um, you can... I mean, just being able to scream, you know, it's just equivalent to the body as crying, you know, sobbing till you can't breathe anymore. You just exhaust your yourself. Um, and I think that's incredible that, you know, you were able to recognize that in your daughter, that that's what was, you know, that's what she needed. You mm -hmm. know, she needed to just feel that, you know, it was all this stuff had to just be got, let out of her. She was yeah. just holding on to too much. Um, how do you help with um while your spouse is deployed how do you help them maintain a relationship with your children while they're away what is something that you kind of coordinate between them to make sure that they feel loved and seen and heard by a spouse that's no longer present right there so my kids favorite thing to do is that we make dad books um at all times when my husband is home i am trying to Sometimes I'm sneaky and sometimes I'm not. And the girls <laughs> and they're fine with it. Um, I take pictures of very casual moments. Like mm -hmm. the other night we were um, having a movie night and all four girls were lined up. And then my husband was sitting at the end of the couch. So I saw like, you saw all four of them. So I snapped that picture because it was dad's idea to have a fun movie night. Um, little things like that of them playing baseball or of dance parties, you know, like, or them together, just the, the tiniest things. I think I even have a picture of them like working out in the yard and my, she's now she's yeah. six, three at the, you know, like that just, it's such, a, it's such a simple moment, but I take those pictures and then I mm. laminate Sometimes they have words on them if they can read, sometimes not. And then I just bind that together. So they have this book. It's small enough that they can carry to mm. um, or when we go grocery shopping or whatever. But it's it's full of, of happy memories with their dad. And it makes a difference to just look through that. And they feel they're just automatically reminded of all the ways that he them and that that's not going to change um another one of their favorites right now is for the last i think it's years he's been reading them the harry potter series and so um right now he's not deployed but he has on-call shifts mm -hmm. every um so a lot of times if he's on call and he can't read he'll record himself reading and then wow. read. that's mm -hmm. that is a super easy one and for me is my favorite because that means like okay they're occupied for however long the story is going and yeah. I go to the bathroom without anybody knocking or I can get dishes done right like yes the essentials <laughs> so you would be surprised if you are solo parenting how like glorious those simple moments are
Yeah, because it's like having privacy. You're just like, <laughs> I just want just a little bit. I don't need a lot. I just need a little bit for sanity, just sanity purposes. Not to enjoy it, just for sanity. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right, well, Michelle, I kind of want to start bringing everything home. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to... What is something that you've kind of used as a motivation? Like, do you have like a, a quote, a haiku, a, a verse? Like, is there something that's really uh, you, you, you've connected with that really helped you persevere through some hard times? Oh, just one. I Give me like two or three. If yeah. You... Um, for me, I guess music is like the biggest thing that speaks to my soul so any song or hymn like just makes me cry when my spouse is gone mm -hmm. um for a really long time is called you're not alone and i don't know the band name it's like seosin or something hmm. it's like a-o-s-i-n like that um but it's just repeatedly you're not alone there's more to this i know you can mm. make it um because that has been a huge difference for me of when yeah. i realized i wasn't the only one which meant one i wasn't crazy and i'm not a terrible military spouse for feeling the way i was feeling but also too it meant that there was hope and there were answers mm. because other people who were figuring it is why I started the Waiting Warriors podcast and started talking to people because when you hear from other people, mm. a world of difference. It does. You break down that wall and it allows it to be okay to talk about. Yeah. Which is huge. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, let's, since we are, let's go into that. What, kind, what, what are you doing now? What are your business endeavors? What, what are your future endeavors? Um, what are you doing now that if people wanted to reach out to you? How could they reach out to you? How could they contact you? What's mm -hmm. going on? So, yeah. So for the last four years, I've been doing the Waiting Warriors podcast and have been interviewing military loved ones, which has been a lot of fun. Um, that got put on pause when we lost our son in March mm. 2021. I'm uh, so sorry. We mm. obviously did to grieve. Um, but then also that pause was good because I paused the podcast and that opened up kind of space in my brain for two projects I've been wanting to do for years, which was I, I have a staying connected during military separations workbook, which the title is pretty self-explanatory. It just helps you stay connected with your spouse while they're gone. And any capacity, it could be a deployment, three weeks, why all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I just launched the beta version of Bulletproof Your Reintegration course, which is really amazing. So I have a group of people who are helping me, um, giving a lot of feedback for this course. It is a complete guide for a military spouse for integration because there are things that we need to talk about and we need to prepare for so that we can do and that will relaunch in November and just be available all the time. And then the podcast is going to come back at the end of the year. And there are some ideas in the work for some fun, um, some shirts that speak true to our military spouse souls. Mm. And all, you know, 
the world's my oyster. It could, who knows what's going to be next? It's so true. You just have, you just have to explore it. That's all that, that's all you have to do. And then the world just becomes this, this vessel of, you know, experience. You just, Oh, well, let's try this. Let's do that. Um, what do people need? I will gladly provide it. Just tell me what you need. Well, everybody listening, she said it. If you need to reach out to her, she yeah. is an expert in in her field, and she's experienced things that you know a lot of a lot of people might be going through or on the verge of going through. So, Michelle, I think what you're doing is absolutely incredible. I'm so grateful that we have people out there like you that are actually taking the initiative and in creating communities. Uh, just to start that conversation. Um, thank you so much. I really appreciate you giving us your time and being able to, to share your knowledge with us. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for providing another, just another voice and another place for our community to come. Well, we need it. We need it. So if nobody's going to do it, we're going to do it. Exactly. <laughs> I, am, I am done waiting for the DOD or any government function to provide what we need in our community. It just takes too long and we can do it better to be completely honest. We could do it better than they can. Well, I want to kind of play off of your name. I think you're too much warrior to be waiting anymore. Exactly. It's a very active waiting. It is a very, very active waiting. We do <laughs> wait with our hands up waiting. Arts. <laughs> for our service members, but our bodies and our minds are moving and are making things happen. Yes. Well, Michelle, thank you so much. Thank I you. really appreciate We had an incredible conversation. So everybody go hit up The Waiting Warrior and ch stay tuned for her podcast and go look at her, uh, the reintegration course. I think that's incredible. Yeah. So. com has all the kind of stuff, lots of resources for you. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate yep. our talk. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is another interview where we're highlighting the military spouse spotlight. And we're just trying to really just build out our platform and being able to integrate more and more experience and personal uh, testimony. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Stay tuned. We got more, uh, more on the way. And I appreciate everybody listening. Thank you for listening to Core Values. While we aim to represent all branches of the military, we can't do it without you, our listeners. Want to be on the show or know someone who should? Reach out to us on our Instagram at corevaluesofficial or on our website, corevalues.io.